Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Here we are, Father John and Deacon Nathan. Greetings. Here we are in uh, a new basement location. That's right. This is my room in beautiful, historic scenic aurora colorado it's like we always record in exotic locales exotic locales but um we uh almost threw the m audio through the window this morning <laughs> but just in the last moment it was spared that's right God saved it and so the m audio is our favorite driver and so we got it going it we're rose recording. from death but uh 40 minutes of technical problems now will lead to an 18 minute podcast max because i gotta be in the confession max soon. max max podcast Max Power. Okay. Um, so, trivia question. Oh, great. So, Jay-Z recorded a, a song with this guy, Mr. Hudson, <laughs> right? You know what I'm talking about? Forever Young. Yes, yes. What was the 1980s band, in fact, 1984, who recorded Forever Young first? It uh, sounds like Sting's voice. Incorrect. I had somebody come up to me and say that it was Bob Dylan. I was like, no, that's a different Forever Young song. And then somebody else came up to me and said, oh, it's Rod Stewart. I was like, nope, that's a different Forever Young song. The band is Alphaville. 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 Third guess was coming. Third guess was Alphaville. So Forever Young. So that's what I asked my parish, you know, last weekend. Um, the, in, the, in the song, they say, Forever Young. Do you really want to live forever? Forever Young. Forever and ever. Yeah. Do you, ever, do you really want to live forever? The answer today is no. Really? No. Actually, an old lady in my in my church, when I gave the homily the first time, she shook her head no. Well, I'm talking about earthly life. That's true. Exactly, and we're going to get into that. I uh, Exactly, was, John. I was with my mom on Monday. Mary Neppel says, hi, Nathan. You haven't picked up your bars. But um, she said to me... I'm looking was, for my Crocs, not my was, bars. Oh, yeah. He wants these black Crocs that he can wear with his clerics. Yeah. Um. The, uh, but she said to me, I was kind of, you know, giving the woes of, you know, of my life. And she said, you know, it's really hard to grow up, isn't it? <laughs> that was it. And it was like the most beautiful, simple, motherly advice. Yep. And I was like, it is hard to grow up. Yep. Even when you're 30 and you've been delaying maturity, responsibility your whole life. And now you go to finance council meetings oh. and you're going to grow up and become a pastor someday. That's oh. my life now. But she, uh, she said that it's hard to grow up. Yep. Youth is ending for us, Nathan. Uh, 30, 30 years old, and now our youth is gone. I was talking to Father Buckley, a priest friend of ours who's 88, and he said he just hit middle age. And I was like, you know, how do you do it for 88 years? 88 years. Yeah. And he said, you take it one day at a time. That's right. More simple, profound, beautiful advice. So, Well, um, that, that actually leads us right into it, because um, the question today is, you know, death and eternal life, you know? Um, so is death part of our nature? Um, and also, um, what is eternal life? And you're saying eternal life on this earth, which leads right in to what spawned this podcast, um, spawn, spawn, <laughs> which, uh, I was uh, doing the office of readings on all souls day and St. Ambrose has this to say about death. Death was not part of nature. So that answers our first question. Yeah. Death was not part of nature. It became part of nature. God did not decree death from the beginning. He prescribed it as a remedy. Human life was condemned because of sin to unremitting labor and unbearable sorrow, and so began to experience the burden of wretchedness. There had to be a limit to its evils. Death had to restore what life had forfeited. Without the assistance of grace, 
immortality is more of a burden than a blessing. Pause. Was that Forever Young song featured in Napoleon Dynamite? Yes. The slow dancing? Exactly. Okay, thank you. Thank I thought I had heard that Actually, somewhere. somebody quoted that, you know, Napoleon Dynamite to me, and I forgot that that was the part. Anyways, back to that. Forever Young. So. No. So that last line, okay? Without the assistance of grace, immortality becomes more of a burden than a blessing. Wow. Why don't we just pause and think, what would that look like? Immortal life. Immortal life without grace. Oof. What, what would we do? We would keep... We would keep doing the same things we've always done. Um, you know, the iPhone 2007, you know, like not not just 2007, <laughs> just, but like the, the i2007 would come out. M-Audio. The M-Audio. The M-Audio Fast Track. <laughs> right. Fast Track Ultra. The way uh, I described it to people, it would be like being in a perpetual TSA security line. You would be deprived of water. Like your thirst would never be slaked. Your, your desire for um, friendship or, you know, your family, usually, you know, when you're going on the air, you know, airport and you're excited, you're going on this trip, either family, friends, vacation, you're looking forward to your destination, but you have to go through this, you know, purgative thing called the TSA line and you would stay in that line forever. Isn't that frightening? It is terrifying. It's a good little homily tidbit too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they liked it. Anyways. <laughs> Um, it is though. That's a it's a it's a terrifying thought. But the even scarier thing is that um, we most people, including myself, mm-hmm. are walking around not thinking about the deeper questions, just trying to maximize pleasure and happiness in every moment. And I've been thinking about this a lot yep. lately. That even as Catholics, we make happiness. My happiness. My happiness has to be kind of the measure and the criteria of all things. It's the standard for everything. And if that means immortal life, that means immortal life. If that means, you know, whatever, it means whatever. But it's like we deal with that and we live like that as we're going through every single day. And I seem to wake up every morning and think, surely today life will not be like a TSA line. It'll be like right. the immortal life that I always expected. Mm-hmm. Rivendell, you know, from Lord of the Rings or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So then if death is not part of our nature, you know, like we were made actually to live forever. We were made in the garden to live forever with God in paradise, um, and and yet we we sinned. But then the fascinating thing is that God, you know, having this conversation with Himself, says um, we need to expel them from the garden, lest they reach for the tree of life, you know, and then they eat from the because first they eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and that causes them to sin. I mean, they sin by reaching for the tree. But then God says, no, don't do not reach for the tree of life, and then. Their, their, their eventual death, because in the Old Testament they seem to live forever, but it's because they have, you know, in their blood, you know, this, you know, Vulcan whatever, like, they're able to live, you know, for many, many, many years. But we weren't just made to live for many, many, many years. We were made to live forever. So God did not intend death for his creatures, but he prescribed it as a remedy. So we should look at death. I mean, this is a morbid podcast, but you know it's it's November, and this is the first <laughs> this is the first thing you're supposed to think about in November. Exactly. Death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Yes. Um, I was thinking. I probably have said this on a podcast before, but I thought it was interesting that Saint Thomas Aquinas says that eternity is proper to heaven. Eternal, but like um, unending life. I don't know how he the distinction he actually makes in the Latin. Yeah. But um, kind of there's like there's the eternal life and then there's endless time in hell 
is how he describes it. Yeah. The distinction he makes. Yeah. So it's not just like you die and then you go into eternity, but it's like this experience of living forever of the bird, more than a burden than blessing deprived of grace. That's actually what hell is Yep. for, for literally this temporality uh, extending ad infinitum versus the infinite eternal present moment, which is the eternity in God, the life of grace. And that's, that's what we say in the creed. We say, I look forward to the resurrection of the body and the life of the world to come. So whether you're going to be in heaven or in hell, and those are the two options, heaven or hell, um, um, we look forward to the resurrection of the body. So we will have our bodies either for eternal life with God, perpetual bliss, or we will be living in that deprived um, eternity, um, everlasting life, which will actually be everlasting death. Right. And so, so God does give us a definitive end to our life. He, he allows death to be an end to the pain that we would suffer in this earth without him. But then he brings us to this judgment. He brings us to this definitive end so that you're going to go to one or two places, you know? And so we, should, we shouldn't look at death with this sort of, you know, I mean, it is, it is scary. It's frightening. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know what kind of death I'm going to have. But we have to have confidence that death has been given to us by God, although it's a consequence for sin, for our good. Right. Yes. I talk to a lot of people on mountains, skiing, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, hiking, when um, kind of that mountain culture. And one of the lines you always hear is, um, hear people saying, well, I respect that you want to live for the next life, but I'm going to live for this life. It's all I got, you know? So I'm just going to like live every moment, live forever young and kind of like live that dream. And again, there's this, this kind of false modern optimism that there's no such thing as sin, which everything's great. And we can just live in the present and have sweet powder days for the rest of our lives. Yeah. You know, um, but I, uh, um, but I, I, what's helpful is hearing you say you were actually made for that. And so what they're longing for is something there. There's something to that. There's just that loss of the sense of sin, mm-hmm. which is death in my soul, working in my soul. Um, but if they saw that in terms of like, yeah, we are created for this. If, if Instead of that dichotomy of like, you either live for this life or you suck it up, don't have any fl- fun, be condemned to a life of chastity and moderation, yep. and then you get to enjoy eternity of you know joy or something like that. Uh, not think of it in terms of that. And that's the question I have. And again, I have to go to the confessional yes. in like three minutes. So we so will I conclude. We will conclude. Questions. We will conclude with this. Just so you know, a lot of this is ripped from the catechism. Um, but one zero zero six through one zero zero nine in the catechism is all about death. So three things: death is the end of earthly life. We will enjoy um, a life in eternity, either that eternal damnation or eternal bliss in okay. heaven. Death is a consequence of sin. And finally, the good news: death is transformed by Jesus Christ. Because he is the pioneer. He is the one who has gone into the darkness of death, though though we have no idea what that looks like. He is the one who has borne the light even into the chaos of death and rose again. And that's where we are. That's where we have our hope that where he has gone, we hope to follow. Um, We're all going to die, but I hope that we all die in Christ. Amen. Well spoken. A short 
hitting you hard. That's right. Depressing November podcast. But have hey, a great day. That's it. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Later's. Thank you.